Hi, this is Relatively Asian Podcast. I'm Teresa. And I'm Minnie, and this is episode nine of our podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Last episode, we dove into our experiences growing up in the Chinese Christian church, our impressions, and the impact that it had on our childhoods growing up. If you haven't listened yet, go check it out. This week, we are going to be talking about what our faith looked like after leaving home and what it looks like now in adulthood. Yeah. So I feel like you always kick it off. (laughs) Or you always prompt the question Mm -hmm. and I talk first. So how about this week we change it up? Okay, yeah. Minnie, why don't you kick us off and talk about like, yeah, I guess post leaving home is post high school for you. Yeah, post high school. So like what has your faith journey looked like? post high school um so last episode i basically said that like i didn't really understand what christianity was even though i grew up in the church so for me when i went to college so i went to college out of state um and so honestly like going to church was like not my first priority Mm -hmm. and i think it's because like i had such like a lack of understanding of like the importance of it Mm -hmm. so i went to college and i think my first priority was like oh i need to make friends but then like it proved to be quite difficult. Um, making friends. Yeah, making friends um, for, like, a lot of different circumstances. But, like, it's, like, that year, like, there was a hurricane. Like, all the freshman activities were canceled. Yeah. And then I also lived in, like, a dorm that wasn't freshman, like, only. It wasn't oh, friendly. Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, there was just, like, literally no way for an out-of-state person to make friends. Yeah. So then I just remember, like, I was, like, really lonely and, like... Oh my God, I'm being so vulnerable. (laughs) Like, I was like really... Yeah, that's the point of this podcast. I know, like it's... I'm not ready for this, but um, it was a a difficult time to say the least. And I think like even during that time, I was still like, oh, like, you know, going to church is like whatever. Like, I really just want to make friends. Yeah. Um, And then like, I just remember like, thinking like oh like why would like god put me in this place where it's like so difficult and like i'm so lonely and like uh, and then i was like on facebook and then i saw like an event for like a fellowship which is like the fellowship that i ended up going up during college and so then i was like okay let me go check it out Mm -hmm. and so like they had like a freshman like welcome week situation and then so then they had like different events every single night and they like met up at like Mm -hmm. you know yeah your fellowship did it well yeah. Every single night. Yeah, every single night. Like they 2 had, a.m., I feel like. Yeah, every yeah. single night they had, like, it was, like, a huge thing. But I, obviously at the time I didn't know because I was just, like, right. a freshman. Um, and I remember, like, the first event I went to, I was, like, so shy. Like, I walked <laughs> up and, like, I saw a huge horde of Asian people and I just mm-hmm. turned away and I oh, walked away because I was so intimidated. shy. Yeah, like, I didn't know anyone. And, like, honestly, like, Rutgers is, like, not a very, like... It's, it's really hard to make friends when you don't have, like, high school friends, like, going into it. Yeah. And you're, like, truly just, like, by most yourself. Most people are from Jersey. Yeah. And they go in already knowing people. And everyone, like, already hangs out with their, like, high school friends. Yeah. Or, like, if or they church group, friends. Yeah, they group yeah. in the church. They're already, like, set to, like, go to this fellowship, mm-hmm. you know? But for me, I was, like, I don't know anyone. Yeah. So then eventually I ended up going to the fellowship. And then that's when I first met somebody... Or I guess not somebody, but I first encountered people that were truly Christian. Right. And that's when my eyes were open and I was like, whoa, like this is what Christians look like. This Mm -hmm. is what Christianity looks like. And it was just like so different from like the image of what I thought Christians were like growing up. And like they just like genuinely cared about, I guess, like you as a person. Yeah. But also like, I don't know, like some of my friends that I made, like I could truly feel like God's love through Mm -hmm. them, the the way they like they loved on me and like the fact that people would like pray for you like mm-hmm. I never had that experience like mm-hmm. no one prayed for me and then that so that was my first experience experience even going to like um a bible study yeah 
or oh, a small wow, group. Really? I never, yeah, I've never gone to a small mm-hmm. group growing up at church. And then that fellowship was the first experience I went to a retreat to. Mm-hmm. It was just like so eye opening, and like I feel like that's what I like. I guess I was so freshman year. I think I was like curious about who God was, right? And then I like went to like learn more, and then I think sophomore year, like that's when like it clicked for me, mm-hmm. and I think that was when I was going through a difficult time, and like. I just felt like such like an outpour of like love from like my community. And like, mm-hmm. there were so many people that were like reaching out and like texting me daily saying they were praying for me yeah. and like X, Y, Z. And I was just like, Oh my God, like God loves me. You know, mm-hmm. like people like are doing this and it just felt so genuine and real. And like, I feel like that was like the moment where I was just like, I felt like a, like something inside me clicked and I was like, Oh my God, like I know who God is. And like, I can like, feel, this is what God looks yeah, like. And I like, and that's, like, who I want to, like, give my life to. Mm. And so that's, like, what happened for me. Um, and then since then, it's just, like, I guess just, like, growing my faith mm-hmm. since that time till now. Um, and just, like, learning different things. And But, yeah, that's, like, a general overview of, like, I guess how I came to Christ again, part two. Yeah. Interesting. So it wasn't, like, a specific, like, you heard a sermon. Nope. It was really just a build accumulation of like meeting different people that like mm-hmm. loved on you really well, yeah, and like seeing Christianity lived out in a different way than yeah. that you ne- ever had before, yeah. And I think it was um, when I was going through that difficult time, I feel like God was really challenging me to like only rely on Him because I feel like I like difficult to... time like when you didn't have friends yet, or what do you mean? No, this is like sophomore year. Okay, yeah, I was just going through something else, and like I feel like I'm like more I, I'm like a fixer, like I like to do take like physical like action take steps actions to yeah. To, like, to, to fix the situation yeah. and that was like a circumstance where it's like you couldn't I couldn't it. Yeah. and like I could only rely on God so then that's when I was like mm. oh this is who God is and like yeah. I was able to like surrender like everything to him and that's I feel like the changing point for me what about you <laughs> um no that's interesting I feel like uh, yeah I feel like my faith journey also like changed once my like faith I once my like external circumstances changed and like I met different people but I think for me I've always been I guess like a lot more of like an internal processor mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah like, you are. I don't know yeah it's yeah it's interesting to hear your perspective and just like how much of an impact like kind of like the people around you had on your mm-hmm. like personal faith um, but for me, well, like I left college, I mean, I left my home at a much earlier age at yeah. like the age of 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, at that point I went to Taiwan and I attended like a missionary school where it was interesting because uh, like the, the school was like founded for missionaries overseas to like send their kids there <laughs> while mm-hmm. they were doing like mission work. Um, mm-hmm. and so like, obviously like we had like spiritual life week <laughs> once oh, a semester what is that? where like you, I mean, in addition to like Bible classes, which is I think normal for any like, mm-hmm. you know, like Christian school, like Christian colleges have to do that too. But yeah, um, yeah we would have like weeks every semester, like dedicated t- towards like small groups and like daily like wow. church basically. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like I, I think like that was already a focus, but I think for me being there, what stood out to me the most was like the the staff members who like chose to be there <laughs> because mm. they like wanted to, I guess, like love us and they mm. felt like God was calling them to like leave their homes and like go to Taiwan and like teach there mm-hmm. and like show God's love like through like their teaching. And so I guess it's similar to you in the sense that like 
that you was the first time. People. What? You were affected by people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But I think for me, like the pivotal moment though, um, I've had a couple, like I would say one in high school and one in college and the pivotal moment for me, I think what that showed me is just like, Oh, like Christianity can look different for different people. Like that's mm-hmm. what that taught me. But mm-hmm. I think when it comes to like my own faith, there was a pivotal moment my junior year of high school when I was in Taiwan. And I remember my host mom at that point, she was like very interesting. And like, um, she would always be like, Oh, I'm so wicked. <laughs> what? And like, which is so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like she, yeah. Like, like, she like as just, in a bad person. Yeah. Like I'm such a bad person. I'm so oh. wicked. And like, it was so interesting and like refreshing mm-hmm. for me to hear that from someone who also like proclaimed themselves to be Christian too. Mm-hmm. And like growing up in such a legalistic mm-hmm. environment where it was all about doing everything right, following mm-hmm. all the rules and like proving to other people that you were a good Christian because you followed all the rules. I was yeah. like, why is this person <laughs> like openly saying, openly saying, yeah, she's a bad person and like wicked. And then one night, like they were like, Oh, like we are just, you know, like we're way more wicked than we even realize. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, like that's interesting. But for me, like hearing that is what I needed to like really instill in my mind for the gospel to click for me. And it was that, like, yeah, it was that, like, mentality of, like, yeah, you know what? Like, I am way worse than I even think that I am. Like, I suck. I am, like, Mm -hmm. absolutely a horrible, wicked person. Mm -hmm. And, like, knowing that means that, like, oh, there is nothing I could even ever try to do Mm -hmm. to make myself good enough Mm -hmm. for God. And so, but that was, like, the most liberating thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Because if there was nothing I could do to ever be good enough that it meant that like grace wasn't reliant on my actions at all. Mm. Like it was like so liberating to realize like, Oh my God, it's not about me at all. It's not about what I can do. It's a completely like a free gift, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, Grace as a definition being like unmerited favor, like literally like there is nothing we can do to earn it and there's nothing we can do to disqualify us from it. Mm -hmm. And I think I just needed to hear it described in a different light, Mm. um, contrary to like, I guess what I was taught growing up. So like for me, that was like just a personal like release (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like liberation that like I had never experienced before and like definitely jump started my faith at that point in my life. Like Mm -hmm. I was like 17 or so. Has there been any like specific change or thing that you've learned since I guess like your second coming to Christ (laughs) that you feel like has really impacted like your day-to-day and like how you see things and how you go about living your life that's like different than what you grew up with yeah I mean I think the main thing that I learned and I guess this just goes to like my understanding of like what the gospel actually is Mm -hmm. but I think even in college when I like first like I guess rediscovered who God was Mm -hmm. and his like character and everything in the gospel I feel like it was still like narrow-minded in the sense that like I was still in this like conservative Christian bubble. Mm -hmm. So like it was like an understanding, but like still underneath this bubble, but it was like a different bubble. It wasn't like my parents' bubble, but it was like Uh, a a new bubble. Yeah. It was like a new bubble. Uh, Still a bubble. uh. Still a bubble. Yeah. And I feel like after I left that circle and I kind of just like went into like after graduating and into adulthood, I feel like I have like 
come to this new understanding of like who God is and like specifically like I think as I mentioned last episode like I thought Christianity was like following a rule list Mm -hmm. and like if you did this and this and that means you were like a Christian yeah and I think that still goes to like I think it still like affected me into college, but it wasn't so like outright. Mm-hmm. Like specifically, like and this is like and against like controversial topics, but like abortion or like LGBTQ and mm-hmm. like stuff like that. I think before, like I had a very like clear cut answer based on like what my parents taught mm-hmm. me of what's right and wrong. Oh, like, yeah, black exactly. And white. Yeah, and like that's what like the Bible told us. You know, like mm-hmm. this is a sin, and that's yeah. very clearly a sin. And I think for the longest time, like that's what I believed, yeah. and I think it was very hard for me to like get out of that mold. Mm. But I think my understanding of Christianity now, or not even Christianity, the gospel now is like, I feel like Christians tend to focus so much on like this rule and Mm -hmm. like how like, oh, like if you're doing this and like you're a sinner and like you should stop doing this and like X, Y, and Z. And it's like, we're just like shoving like our religion onto other people who like don't even know who God is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the biggest change that I've realized into adulthood is like God's character is love. And like Mm -hmm. the gospel is like rooted in like, you know, like, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Like, Mm -hmm. all of us are sinners. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, not one of us is, like, sinless. And and I feel like we're so fixated on, like, telling people, like, what's right and wrong or, like, what they should be fixing in their life and, like, that we're missing the main purpose of, like, sharing what the gospel is and Mm -hmm. how, like, we can be redeemed. Right. And I think that's something that I was, like, didn't really fully understand. And I think now I'm just, like, you know, like, even voting, like, you know, my parents are, like, very conservative. So, like, they're only, it doesn't matter who the candidate is as long as he supports, like, anti-abortion, right. you know, like, or anti-gay marriage. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, his character, like, it means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that was something that, like, I think I struggled with growing up because that's what my parents forced upon mm-hmm. me. But then now I'm just, like, I'm, like, oh, my God, like, my eyes are open in the sense that, like, you know, like that doesn't matter. Like, right. yeah, obviously those things are sins. I'm not saying they're not, but at the same time, it's like, we have to look at the bigger picture and mm-hmm. like, those things are like so much less important than like someone who doesn't even know who God is to begin with. Right. You know, and like, also like, why should someone follow these like arbitrary rules that we're forcing upon them when they don't even like share the same belief system as yeah. us? So it's like, I feel like, I guess like my focus of like what is important and what Christianity really is versus just like following these rules is like the biggest change I guess after Mm -hmm. yeah so do you think you would apply um because yeah like you mentioned it's like which aspects you prioritize versus like as well as like the scope kind of like Mm -hmm. you no longer would apply certain things to non-christians right or like people who don't who aren't like trying to live by I guess like those certain like values and teachings but you would still like apply certain things to people who are Christians. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 But I think it's just like a baseline understanding that like everyone is struggling with something and mm-hmm. like it doesn't make you like, like let's say like a Christian is struggling with something and they're like not following this like, I don't know, I guess like this set like rule list, right? Um, I think it's just like less looking at like, oh, you're not doing this and like yeah. you're being a bad Christian. But yeah. it's like looking at the bigger picture of things right. and like, the deeper issue mm-hmm. like and I think that's like how my mindset has changed yeah versus just like calling people out for like right. doing something wrong that makes sense yeah yeah because I feel like yeah so it's not so much like you're putting down one set of rules to pick up like a new set of rules no right? no and like because yeah. I feel like it could be the same thing where like oh if you're prior like previously your rule was like oh yeah like um in all case for example like in all cases like abortion is wrong and this mm-hmm. should be held at every single like at church at state like you know yeah. like this should be applied to everyone because this is like black and white yeah thing, versus like having more 
compassion and understanding and empathy now for yeah. different people and recognizing like it's yeah like we're focusing on the rules but the gospel isn't about that yeah exactly um but then um, so that's like one end of the spectrum but then it's like oh on the other it's kind of like okay now that you feel like you know we should be focusing on this part right mm-hmm. i feel like it could be easy to, and i'm not just i'm not saying you i'm just saying like mm-hmm. in general like oh it could be easy then to pick up like a new set of rules of you know, like focusing on the empathy yeah. and like X, Y, Z. And then like, but then like shaming and like judging like people like our parents, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, in that generation yeah. where I feel like I saw, especially throughout the summer with like Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. even with like all the Asian hate, like a lot yeah. of, there can be a lot of frustration and anger at like our parents and that yeah. generation for maybe their inaction or yeah. their lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it's, and this is just my opinion, it's still important to remember the gospel and the love and empathy for them too. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, like our maybe like opinions and beliefs have changed since we were younger, but mm-hmm. I feel like kind of like you've mentioned, what's important is like that mindset and that like approach of just being more gracious <laughs> and yeah. empathetic and compassionate to everyone yeah. involved. Yeah. And not just like picking up a new set of rules and mm-hmm. then can- not canceling, but you know, like hating on everyone who doesn't then follow, follow that new set of rules. Yeah. Which is tough because I feel it like the tough, lines yeah. get blurred sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point that you brought up because I think, especially during Black Lives Matter, that yeah. was such like a heated topic, like especially in my household too, you know, like, and I think for a lot of like people similar to us, mm-hmm. like group in the church where their parents yeah. were like super conservative and like we might be more liberal, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's something that like I personally struggle with because I think. Yeah, I think it's, like, very easy for me to show empathy and compassion to, like, other people besides, like, my parents. Mm, Because, like, I I think I hold them at a greater standard because of, like, they're the ones that, like, brought me to church. And, Mm -hmm. like, they're the ones that, like, I was, you know, I guess they're, like, my example in terms of, like, who Christians were growing up for, like, 18 years of my life. So, yeah, I think it, like, I think it hurts me when I talk to them and they, like, they're so black and white about things. Mm. And, like, Mm -hmm. I just wish, like they would be able to see like not everything is black and white sometimes and like there has to be like an understanding that like you know there's like a reason someone might be like thinking yeah. the way they are and like let's not jump to conclusions yeah. but yeah you're right in the same way that we should they should do that for others like we should do that for them um yeah otherwise like it's literally the same yeah it's like we the just same concept. we just redefine the rules yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how ironic yeah. would that be in a no, sad that's way. like super ironic yeah um yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, going to struggles, I feel like that's something I definitely struggle with. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's like a really good point. I Um, think that's something I have to, like, I say that because I feel like at times, like, I struggle with that too. Like, am mm -hmm. I still living legalistically, but just with a new set of rules? Yeah. And that's like scary to think about. I've never heard that interpretation. That's so interesting. I think about that a lot. Well, I'm not surprised by that. (laughs) Because like, I I guess, like, if you think about it, it's like, what's different? Because I'm thinking, like, the way that we think now, like, I don't necessarily put it into a rule list because that's, like, what I've been trying to, like, get out of, Mm. like, that mindset. But I guess, like, yeah, in your, like, description of it, it is, like, essentially, I wouldn't call it rules, but I would say, like, it's a different, like, it's, like, oh, like. But you're saying this is right and this is wrong. You're saying it's wrong to be, like, black and white. You're being black and white about not being black black and and white. white, I know, I know, I know. No, 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 I'm just saying, like, it's, like, I don't think of it as rules, but I'm, like, but I guess it is kind of, like, rules. Yeah, I think at the end of the day Um, what's important is, like, what you mentioned. Like, we need to just always, like, have that compassion and think about the other person, too. Yeah. Instead of focusing on the rule or what's black and white in our minds. And, like, thinking what does it mean to, like, love that person still. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think it's just tough because, like, 
you know, like I've talked to friends who are like Christians and they just like felt ostracized by like the church or like Mm -hmm. they felt judged. And I think that's what also like hurts me to like hear that and like their experiences. And I'm just like, oh man, like I wish it like wasn't like that for you. And you like, I wish that we like did a better job of like showing that compassion and empathy. Yeah. I think there is, sorry not to cut you off, but I think there is a way to go about that in a loving way. Right. That's still like loving to like the elders or like the Chinese church or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like being more of a bridge as opposed to like perpetuating like you versus them, you know, or things like that. I think like Christ was the ultimate bridge. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we should be seeking to be more of a bridge instead of like, I'm right. And (laughs) get in my camp. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Which is the toughest part, I think. No. Yeah. That definitely is the toughest part. And I think especially because like these past like well this past year alone yeah. like there's just so many things that popped up which like caused like yeah. a greater divide because there's just very clear like where like even we the stood. pandemic and how people have responded to that exactly yeah believing it or not like vaccines like all of it like everything so many yeah. things have like and it's just really like shows up like everyone's true color no it really did yeah and yeah. then everyone's like oh this is what you actually believe yeah. and then it's yeah yeah but that's like a good reminder to like yeah because at the end of the day like we shouldn't be judging anyone whether they're christian or not christian so yeah yeah but what was um what was something that you like learned, I guess? Um, I think what I've gotten like kind of better at <laughs> over the years is like deciphering like what's from God and what's not from God <laughs> when it mm-hmm. comes to like my own personal like self-talk or like thought life. Because mm-hmm. I like mentioned in the first episode, like when I was younger I had a lot of like shame and a lot of or, or just, like, you know, like, guilt or just, you know, whenever I felt like I wasn't, like, following the rules perfectly, just feeling that, like, that made me a bad Christian. But then as a response to that, like, distancing myself from God even further, mm-hmm. you know. And I think something that has been redeeming for me um, in the past years is recognizing that, A, well, I mean, yeah, really um, embracing the freedom that comes with realizing like it's really not about anything you do at all and it's completely yeah. like God's love um that like took him to the cross and like his grace that allows you to like have that relationship with him like to, to begin with I feel like that just like sets you up so that you're not like trying to like pretend like you're always good too do you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. it just I feel like when people like understand like where their salvation comes from truly yeah then they're okay with like acknowledging their weaknesses and yeah. their struggles because yeah. it's not about trying to be good enough and mm-hmm. trying to show other people that you're good enough, yeah. you know? And I like, mean, that's that, the whole point of the gospel. Yeah. Like yeah. that just allows for like greater transparency and honesty with mm-hmm. people around you and like being real about your sin and your struggles. And that's yeah. what helps you like grow too. Yeah. Cause you invite God into that. Cause the alternative is like staying in that shame and staying in that isolation. And that's where Satan wants to keep you. Mm-hmm. But I think like for me personally, what has been helpful is like if I feel guilty about something, right? And then I find myself like like not wanting to like read the Bible or not wanting mm-hmm. to pray, like in the moment I ask myself like, is this action pushing you away from God or pushing you towards God? And if the answer is that it's pushing me or is this like, is this thought pushing you away or pushing you towards God? And if the answer is that it's pushing me away from God, then I immediately, I'm like, oh, that's not from God. Like that's from Satan. And it's like, (laughs) it's just kind of how I sift through my own thoughts to know like what's from God or not. Because I think at the end of the day, if I have a thought, whatever the thought is, whether it's like self condemnation, whether, you know, whatever it's like self-criticism, shame, whatever it is. 
if the end result is like, oh, I'm not going to pray or I'm not going to read the Bible or I'm going to distance myself, like, I just 100% know, like, that's not from God. Therefore, Mm -hmm. like, I should ignore that. But, yeah, I would say, like, the bigger picture is just, like, um, I feel like it's just helped me be a lot more humble and, like, be okay with, like, acknowledging, like, the ugly parts of me in an effort to, like, invite God to, like, heal that Mm. and to, like, redeem it. Mm. Um, I'm just, like, I get really sick of, like, pretending Mm. to be, like, someone, you know, Mm -hmm. when it's, like, can we all just, like, admit that we all suck, you know, like, and that, yeah, and, like, we all need help, but I just, I don't, yeah, I feel like I haven't always gotten that from the church and people at the church. It just becomes so much of, like, a comparison game yeah i I agree yeah and that could be chinese culture too i don't know it is it's like a mix of everything right and i think that's like it's almost like a competition yeah it is it's always about who's like the better christian but then where's the room for true like relationship with god and growing and no and i feel like the whole i hate that and it's not welcoming acknowledging like how like broken broken and how like we're nothing without god and like how we're all like we're all trying to figure it out yeah like god is like yeah yeah yeah. and like the process of sanctification is constantly happening Mm -hmm. every single day and like and god is like the only person you know that we can depend on and look to and i think yeah i mean to your point like i feel like that's like something that really bothers me about the church too like to like even now I think when you encounter people who, like, come off as so righteous mm-hmm. or, like, holier than thou. Yeah. Or just people who, just, like, can't be, like, honest. Yeah. they're just, like, they can't even accept no. to themselves that they're... That they're broken. That they're broken. Because they're, like, they're scared. And I don't yeah. blame them because they don't understand the gospel. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I completely understand. And I feel like once you open up that space to, like, share somebody, share, like, something that you're struggling with to somebody, yeah. that's when, like, like honest conversation happens. Yeah. And that's when you can pray for one another mm-hmm. and, like, invite God into that. And I feel like... That's the start, that's, honestly. No, it is a start. And I feel like that's, like, the only way that I, I felt, like, truly connected to somebody yeah. when, like, they were honest to me about, like, something what's going on. Something struggling with. Yeah, yeah. Versus, like, going around with this, like, facade that, like, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like... And honestly, that's, like, so burdensome yeah. that you have to, like, pretend that, like, everything is okay when it's, like, it's not. But also, it also makes people not want to approach you like if you act like you know like oh I have everything figured out Mm -hmm. versus like I feel like the more I feel like for me I gravitate towards people who are like so open and honest about their life Mm -hmm. because I'm like oh like this person like can really understand and like Mm -hmm. really like you know get me and like yeah and I don't feel like I have to like put on a mask right there and because they're being they're meeting you with their realness exactly so you know you can show up with your own Yeah, yeah yeah So I guess just to wrap things up, um, I think Teresa and I just wanted to talk about these things um, and talk about our faith because it's something Mm -hmm. that's really important to both of us. And we want to be able to have like an open invite to everyone out there who's listening. This is just the beginning of these like faith. Yeah. (laughs) And I think like, like we just talked about, you know, it's like all about being vulnerable and real about like what you're going through. So you know, like if you have any more questions about like our lives or like our struggles with God and like discovering like what our faith looks like, Mm -hmm. um, and maturing in that, like, feel free to like message us on Instagram or like, you know, reach out. And, and if this is your first time listening and you don't even know like what the gospel is (laughs) and like, you're curious, like definitely message us and like, we'd be more than happy to talk. Yeah, for sure. So thanks so much for listening to this episode. As Minnie mentioned, we want this to be an open and ongoing conversation with you guys. So definitely feel free to reach out with any questions. You can reach us on Instagram at RelativelyAsian. We'll have another episode out for you guys in two weeks. So talk to you then. Bye. Bye.